0: hello it is just it's i can't see everybody yet but uh, having seen all of you just now it's wonderful to be together in this um in this version of church it's kind of quite emotional isn't it it's lovely um and today's thought for the day is um has been given the title uh, the the secret of thriving uh, and the passage is philippines 4 verses 10 to 13. um Let me just pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for our wonderful church, for each and every one of us in the family. And and I pray that you'd be with us here as we as we're together. Um, Virtually, you'll be with all of the other members who who aren't with us here today. And may your words touch our hearts, Lord, at this time. Amen. So the passage uh, reads... I rejoiced greatly in the Lord, that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learnt to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty, and I have learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. This book was written by Paul while he was under two-year house arrest. The church in Philippi was concerned for him and had sent him a gift, so Philippians was his thank-you letter back to them. If we were ever looking for a Bible passage originating from and therefore relevant to life in lockdown, this is it. Paul's movement was restricted. It's doubtful if he was allowed out to get essentials or to take his one piece of local exercise every day, but he could receive deliveries. Philippines 4 predates Amazon Prime by approximately 1950 years, and and it looks like Paul's gift from Philippi had taken a while to arrive. But I wonder what it was that was sent to him. What could he have needed? So I could see Des there, that's wonderful. And uh for all of those who are a bit who are Latin buffs, uh wondering what Paul might have received, what he might have needed in, in his version of lockdown, here is some, some Latin. Anyone anyone have any idea what Latrina rotulus could mean? Toilet roll. Toilet, toilet, toilet roll. roll. Exactly. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Toilet roll. Fantastic. One. Okay, we have one more. Something that might have been also quite useful to uh, Roman lockdown. Significans manuum. Sanitizer hand sanitizer, there we go. Thank you, Louis. Hold on, sorry, yeah, exactly. Hand sanitizer is, is what it was. Um, well, but Paul wasn't shielding from a pandemic, he was seen as the problem and was being locked up for his service to the good news of Jesus. His detention wasn't for his benefit. And I very much doubt he received a daily briefing from the chief prison officer on his lockdown status. He would have been forgiven for lamenting his cabin fever. But in today's passage, he didn't appear depressed or anxious. In fact, Philippines Philippines is regarded as being one of the most joyful books of the New Testament. And as he was writing, Paul's on top form. Indeed, he was thriving. And there, in verses 11 and 12, a few verses from the end of the book, Paul reveals his secret twice. I have learnt to be content whatever the circumstances. I have learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation. Contentment in confinement. It sounds like an oxymoron, if not extremely difficult to achieve. Paul is applying, though, that there was work involved for him. He might not have been the picture of contentment to start with when his house arrest started, but of course I'm speculating. According to J. John, people live in one of two tents, content or discontent. We may have an idea, each one of us, which of these tents we'd most likely live in, And therefore, how far we feel we have to go to achieve a life that is thriving. But I think we can take heart from these verses. Because today, if we're feeling down, isolated, pointless, if finances are strained and the future is becoming more uncertain, if the monotony and endlessness of it all is getting too much, even if we're having dark thoughts, then through him, Who gives us strength in verse 15, and to whom nothing is impossible, we can come to terms, we can learn to come to terms with our situation to become more content and not just to survive, but to thrive. Thriving is a great place to be in life. A practical example the staff at St Andrew's Church School have adopted a method called Thrive as a part of its teaching practices to help the children develop their social and emotional well-being. Thrive, it gives the children the tools they need to better understand their emotions, choices, relationships. And it results in happier children. And contented children make much better learners. The approach has over 20 years of well-documented success in enabling particularly vulnerable children to engage and to flourish at school and beyond. It's always often said in scripture that we must learn to be like children. Uh, but do pray for the school, for Jane, for the staff team and the children as they're being looked after at this time of lockdown. So, how can we practically learn how to thrive? Mark Oden from Crosslinks, in his recent article How to Survive and Thrive in Lockdown, wrote, to thrive is to set up a spiritually, mentally, and physically sustainable life. He's offered 10 tips, six of which I've rather randomly and clumsily squished into the acronym THRIVE, Some of them might seem a little strange too, but here we go. T, talk to yourself. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. Psalm 43. As the great British preacher Martin Lloyd-Jones once wrote, have you realised that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Take those thoughts captive, the ones that might be particularly difficult to do so in a sleepless night or when our fears and concerns are taking on pandemic proportions. Read God's word aloud and let it and repeat it to yourself until the voice of your Good Shepherd drowns out fear. H, hold things lightly, take one day at a time. Matthew 6 says, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Focus on the present. Don't get caught up in negative thought cycles and the what-ifs. And don't get ahead of yourself. So today give thanks for the many blessings you have received. Ah, regulates news intake. Lockdown can be easily characterised by an obsession with the latest coronavirus statistics. How many cases? How many deaths? Where are we on the curve? How long till they ease restrictions? Personally, I have a bit of a news fatigue, I don't know about you. But While it's important to stay informed and up to date, It's better to avoid becoming cynical, obsessive, or depressed about it. As you watch the news, why not turn each point into a prayer point? I intercede. What a wonderful opportunity these days are to pour out our hearts to our Heavenly Father in earnest prayer. Usually there are so many distractions. Now, there aren't quite so many. Or there are for me, but hey. (laughs) Let's use every moment as individuals, as couples, as families, to intercede for the sick and the dying, for the medical services, for the government, for our Christian brothers and sisters, and for those who don't yet share the sure and certain hope that is ours in the gospel. One idea would be to plan the next seven days of prayer, when will you pray with whom for whom v virtually connect i have to move now whether we're together under one roof on a sunday or separated in our homes we remain one body one family a holy temple so let's keep in touch with each other using using this zoom or other social, um, social media platforms available to us today. One church leader remarked this week that for the first time since the invention of the internet, it really feels as if we're redeeming this tool for the glory of God. Ring each other. Let each other know that you're praying for each other and thinking of each other. Be mindful of those who are feeling lonely and isolated. Maybe write a list of people you want to be in contact with over the next week. And E, exercise. I just had to drag my kids off for Joe Wicks' daily exercise because they were making too much noise at 28 minutes past nine. But for physical training is of some value, says 1 Timothy 4. And exercise strengthens the body, helps the mind to stay healthy, and boosts energy levels so as far as it complies with the restrictions in the lockdown i think it's good to exercise regularly try to eat your five a day but remember all of these it's quite a lot all of these can be done through him who gives us strength so may you and me learn as paul did in similar circumstances how to be content and how to thrive so that when we come back together we won't be walking wounded, but empowered to continue building a thriving community at St. Swimans. God bless you guys. Thanks for bearing, bearing with me and uh, not falling asleep. But, and let me pray to, to end. Heavenly Father, thank you for the example of Paul, who while being closed away through no fault of his own, or perhaps so, He still maintained his joy and he was able to thrive and to write books and to preach the gospel and see people changed. Lord, may we take heart from his experience and his example, Lord, that we might live our lives for you during this time of lockdown, of restriction, Lord, where we feel anxious, where we feel frustrated, help us to, to give that all to you. Help us to learn to be content. As utopian as that sounds, as far away as that feels, Holy Spirit, would you give us strength to do that? In Jesus' name, amen.